Hey everyone, it is almost Christmas and so I wanted to take some time today to talk about uh, difficult and dysfunctional relationships around the holidays when it comes to family gatherings. So that's what we're going to do. Today I want to talk to you about making a plan for engaging in difficult or dysfunctional family gatherings and relationships. Why do I care about this? Well, I grew up with a variety of difficult and dysfunctional relationships and family dynamics, as have many of you. I can remember going back to my childhood home after I was married and reverting to this fearful little girl I was when I was growing up, full of anxiety and a tense tummy. I have struggled with um, some relationships Uh, And I've learned through the years the importance of addressing my specific fears and acknowledging the dysfunction in myself and others, and then setting boundaries. So I learned early on through my work at the Pregnancy Resource Clinic in State College the benefit of having a plan when you are feeling anxious, nervous, angry, fearful, going into a difficult or dysfunctional situation. That's what we're going to do today. I want to talk through that plan. Now, each of you have a million different circumstances, but you will be able to put flesh on the bones of what I'm going to talk about today. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get a piece of paper out, a journal, whatever, uh, and take some notes. And really, this is going to be some work on your part because you need to really sit down and you're going to think through these things. And it's going to require a lot of honesty with yourself, but you can do it. You are heading in to the season. You're going to see family. There's going to be difficult relationships and you're going to have a plan and you're going to be okay. So let's get to it. Okay. First things first, I just said that you need to be able to get really, really honest uh, with yourselves and about the people in your life. And so here's just a quick thing that I want you to keep in mind as we're working through this plan. So somebody may hurt you or may have hurt you uh, in whatever way, but it doesn't mean that they're all bad. So here's what I mean by that. Two things can be true. So for example, my aunt, I'm just making this up, my aunt criticizes me uh, and also she's generous with her money. So uh, my aunt at every family gathering always points out all my flaws. Uh, I eat too much. Why Why aren't I married yet? Uh, or why aren't I spanking my kids, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but at the same time, she's also extremely generous. And she has um, she donates money everywhere. She uh, it works at a homeless shelter. And anytime we have ever needed anything, she has been so quick uh, and generous to help us out, uh, including that maybe she paid for my uh, college education. Okay, so whatever. Two things can be true. You can say, wow, my aunt is really great at being generous. I'm so grateful for her kindness and generosity. And also, it it really is awful that she criticizes me and it's wrong and I don't like it. So two things can be true. Uh, Here's another one real quick. Um, My grandfather, again, I'm making these up. My grandfather leaves dirty magazines around the house. And it has affected my view of myself. When I was younger, I would see the magazines. Uh, they have impacted me uh, in, a, in a negative way. Um, and also, 
He is one of my most favorite people to be around. He's fun and he's kind and he loves me so much. And I just, I love being around him. Both of those things can be true. It is sinful that he left those magazines around. They did damage to you. It was wrong. And you really love your grandfather. Uh, So both of these things can be true. So when I'm saying to be honest uh, and you're looking at something with honesty, it means you're able to hold more than one uh, opinion about the situation. You you can be truthful about it um, by saying the good and the bad. Uh, so you can do that. Um, and then what you may have to do in that situation with the grandfather is you you say something to him because you don't want your kids to see those magazines, or maybe you go around and you cover them up before you know your kids would see them. You know you have to figure that out. There's no formula. There's just taking the time to think it through and the possible situations that you're going to be in. So I hope that makes sense. So with that said, here's the first question that I want you to write down and think through. What is it that bothers me when I go to see this certain person or I'm in this situation at this family gathering? What is it that is bothering me? You need to get really specific. What is the thing that happens? What does your mother-in-law always say to you? Uh, what you know? What pressures are you dealing with? Uh, who's telling you what to do with your kids? Uh, whatever it is, however small it seems or big it is, write down what it is that bothers you. And then secondly, I want you to think through why does it bother me? So this could be really obvious, you know? <laughs> Uh, like, well, uh, I'm always, or, or it could be something as simple as if I don't, uh, bring the right cupcakes or I don't show up at a certain time and spend this many hours, um, then I'm told I don't really love the family. Um, so it could be obvious or it could be a lie that you're just believing, like a story that you're telling yourself about a situation. Uh, and it's not actually true. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. Um, I've told this story before, so I'll just tell it quickly. But when I was on vacation with family a few years ago, um, I was, whenever whenever I was around them during that week of vacation, I was acting so immature, so out of control, just, just I felt, uh, well, out of control is the best way to say it. Uh, I, it was like something kept triggering me, and I just felt like they all thought they were better than me. Um, more godly than me. They weren't doing anything. I was just feeling these things. And then my body and I was just like reacting out of them. And so, for example, one night my sister-in-law was like, do you want to do the dishes with me? And I was like, no, that's why I brought paper plates. I mean, just such attitude. And I was like, whoa, why am I acting like this? And I ended up tearfully just talking uh, with family and saying, um, I am really acting out of control. I don't know what's going on. This is not normal for me. I'm being very immature. And I, I think the reason is because you guys all think you're better than me and you're more godly and I'm not good enough and I shouldn't be you know, writing books and Bible studies. And I had this entire narrative in my mind. And one of the people in my family said to me just so kindly uh, and with such wisdom, Sarah, you may be interpreting the way you're acting correctly. Like maybe you're being immature, you know? But why don't you ask God what the conclusion is? Because the conclusion is not that we think we're better or that I think I'm better than you. Um, so why don't you ask the Lord what the conclusion is? What, what is the truth? Um, you're observing things maybe correctly, but you're not interpreting it 
correctly. And it was so true because what was happening is my own lies of not being good enough were being triggered just by me looking at certain family and seeing how they do things different than me and then me making the story that they must think they're better than me and then, you know, I go down this trail of, well, I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. Um, so my observations about being immature were correct. My interpretation, my conclusions were not correct. Um, and so I had to literally look, why is this triggering me? What is going on? Oh, okay, here's a lie I'm believing. Lord, will you help me to believe the truth? Um, and so, so when we're thinking through why does something bother me, it could be something external. They're all valid, uh, but it could be something external, like somebody is doing to you, or it could be your own lies and wounds and different things coming out that you need to actually address and look at in yourself and um, acknowledge, maybe repent of. Um, so uh, that's something you need to think through. So what bothers me and why is it really bothering me? What's going on in my heart or what's going on externally? And then you can also be thinking through, is there something that I need to repent of? So change my mind about. So for example, expectations you have going in. If your mother has never been nurturing and kind and mothering to you, then if you have an expectation that she's going to be like that with you, then you should probably repent of that expectation. Uh, change your mind about it. That That's not true. That's not reality. And so um, grief, grief or mourning is the process of facing reality and letting go of expectations. So Uh, you need to be really careful with your expectations. What do you expect? Now, if your expectations are, I'm really used to the fact that my father-in-law tries to hit on me, um, then you already know that reality. And you can grieve that reality and then make decisions based on that reality. And we'll get more into the plan of making decisions. But at this point, I just want you to identify and tell the truth about uh, what's going on, what is bothering you, and why is it bothering you. Okay, sometimes we need to repent at how we're treating our own selves. Like maybe it's just that we're angry at ourselves because we let somebody walk on us again, or we felt like we were being too weak because we reverted to being that little girl again, that scared little girl. And um, and then later we walk away and we're like, oh, why was I like that? I am a grown woman. I do not have to fear this person or these people anymore. But yet our bodies sort of revert and then we're mad at our own selves. <laughs> um, and the thing is, we need to just remember that we're just human and we're complicated. And part of making a plan is going to help uh, with with this very thing, with not letting people walk all over us, with not reverting to our childhood selves, or if we do, how to manage that. So that is also what having a plan is going to help. And and I do think there's a certain level of repentance when we beat ourselves up or anger and say, you know, I'm going to change my mind about how I'm viewing myself. Um, I'm going to look at myself and say, okay, it makes sense that this little girl would come out of me at this time, or, or it makes sense that I... I got really anxious and um, and I let this person just say things that they shouldn't have said to me. I'm going to forgive myself or I'm going to give myself grace for that and the Lord gives me grace for it and I'm going to go forward and try and make some changes. Um, so uh, all of those things are things that we want to think through. Expectations, repentance, 
all of that. So um, here's the here's the next thing that we want to think about, okay? So what bothers me? Why does it bother me? Is there something I need to repent of? Um, here's another one. Is there something I need healing from? So this kind of goes back to that vacation story I told you, whereas it was an internal issue with me, with my family, not an external one. And so I needed to, I had done a lot of good healing work on my lies, but they had still come up. And so, you know, what is maybe triggering the situation? What causes me to fly off the handle? What causes me to get really anxious or fearful? Why am I getting depressed at this situation? I'm not talking about a chemical depression. And what steps can I take to take care of myself and get on a path of healing and freedom so that when I am around difficult relationships or family, I am I know that I can be okay and I have some I have a plan in place to um, know what to say or know what to do, know when to walk away, know when I'm being triggered. Uh, these things are important. So ask yourself, if, is there a wound, a pain, something that continues to come up that you know that you actually do need to deal with before you walk into a family situation? Okay, here's a big one. What am I okay with? <laughs> what am I okay with and what am I not okay with when it comes to my family, the situations, things that are being said? So uh, you, if your dad uh, constantly makes jokes about your weight, okay, then you need to decide, am I okay with this? Is this something that I can let slide and I can tell myself the truth in my head? Or is this something that is not appropriate and I do not want uh, my dad to make jokes about my weight. And so it, do I need to confront him? And if I do need to confront him, what are some ways that I can do that? I know him. Uh, what would work? What wouldn't work? Or maybe if I can't confront him, maybe whenever he does that, I choose to leave the room. Um, I don't know what it is for you because every situation is different. And you are the only one who can decide what you are okay with and what you are not okay with. But part of your plan needs to be thinking that through. What am I going to allow? What am I not going to allow? What am I okay just letting slide because maybe this person um, is not a believer and they don't know any better and I'm not making excuses for them. I'm just speaking a reality. Uh, you know. And I do think even when you're dealing with an unbeliever, like you still need to say the truth and say like, this is not okay or I'm not okay with this. Um, but you, only you can figure out that piece of it, but you do want to identify for sure what you genuinely really are okay with and what you really, if you're honest, what you're not okay with, because then you're going to know, okay, I need to start thinking through how I want to deal with this situation because I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to come up. So I'm going to think it through and I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do or what I'm going to say. And this is this goes back to, and you all have heard me tell you this, but if uh, when I met with that alcohol counselor, because my mom was an alcoholic and things were going crazy when I would talk to her on the phone, it would just spiral and things were terrible and I didn't know how to get out of the spiral. And he had said to me, if I have a ball and I throw it to you, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to catch it. And he said, and then what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to throw it back. And he said, okay, so you've decided to play the game. If you don't want to play the game anymore, stop throwing the ball back. And so very specifically, what that meant for me was when my mom would start calling me names or doing certain things, I would hang up the phone with her. And it all started by me saying, mom, if, you, if you're going to call me a name, I got to hang up the phone. Um, and then I wouldn't explain myself anymore. I might just say like, hey, someone's at the door, got to go click. Or hey, mom, got to go click, hang up the phone. 
that's a little bit different when you're in person with somebody. I understand that. Um, but you can walk through the plan of if uh, this happens, uh, I'm okay if my aunt criticizes my cookies. I, I can just kind of roll my eyes and roll with it, and I'm not going to make a big fuss of it, okay? But if my, if my dad calls me fat, I'm going to decide I'm not okay with that. And I'm going to say, Dad, I don't want you to talk about my weight anymore. And he might laugh at me, or maybe he'll say I'm making a big deal out of nothing. I'm just making up situations. Um, whatever it is. And so think through that. Okay, well then what is your next step going to be? Uh, Dad, I love you so much, but if you do that, I'm going to leave. Or if you do that, I'm going to just have to walk away. Uh, you're going to have to think through what that means and you're going to want to have support. So have a friend, therapist, husband, not your kids, somebody that you can, uh, have your back and that you can go cry to if you need to, or vent if you need to, or whatever it is, but have some support. Okay, so what are you okay with? What are you not okay with? If you're not okay with it, remember you are a grown woman and you can set a boundary. It is not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you. It's going to be hard. There's going to be pushback. People aren't going to like it, but you're a grown woman and you can do it. Okay, so um, I've kind of already said this in so many words, but I also want you to think through what triggers you. And this could kind of go back to what bothers me. Um... But, you know, what is it that triggers you? What is it that, that, what is that one phrase that somebody in your family always says? Or what is that thing that somebody always does that just causes you to lose it? Think about that. Think about how you're not going to lose it, what you're going to do, what is your plan? All of this is the plan, by the way, all of these questions that we're talking through. Because I really think that if you take the time to answer these questions, uh, think them through, walk out how you're going to act, walk out what you're going to say, you're going to do so much better. I promise you. It may not be perfect, but it will be better. So so now that you have thought through these questions, um, some of you may have already done this part, but how are you going to handle it? How are you going to handle it? I want you to prepare, come up with things you may say or you might do. And especially... I want you to think about what are you going to do with your emotional response? (laughs) What happens when somebody does that, says or does that triggering thing and your emotional response just boom hits one to a hundred right away? Uh, What are you going to do then? What do you need to do? Do you need to walk away? Do you need to tell the truth to somebody? Do you need to uh, go and call somebody? to talk it through, to pray. What do you need to do? What are you going to do when they say or do X, Y, or Z? Okay. Now, this one, they're all important, but I believe this one's really, really important, and that is that you are able to recite the truth to yourself. If you can do that and you can remember the truth, then you will be emboldened to get through certain situations. So when I was younger, uh, I had somebody in my family who got very, very angry and would yell at me a lot. And I had a tense tummy all the time. I felt like I was always walking on eggshells. It was very, very difficult um, for me to the point that as an adult woman, when I see this person, I revert to being a little girl. In my head, I know that I'm an adult, but my body begins to react as though I'm that little girl getting screamed at. 
and my tummy tenses. It's a physical reaction. I get scared. I might shake. I might sweat. And what I have had to learn to do, first of all, I recognize that my body is reacting. And that is just part of my physiology. (laughs) So I'm able to go, okay, I know what's happening here. That little girl inside of me is coming out and my body is reacting. But here's what I tell myself, Sarah, you are a grown woman. This person cannot hurt you. Uh, She can't tell you who you are. She can't, um, she doesn't get to scream at you. She doesn't get to talk down to you. You are a grown woman. You have support. You have people who love you. You are secure in the Lord. Uh, You do not have to be afraid anymore. That little girl is safe. She is safe. And so are you. And so I repeat to myself, I give myself gentleness and grace to know that my body will likely react. And then I remember I'm a grown woman and you don't get to hurt me anymore. And that emboldens me. And then knowing that I have support systems that I can go to, knowing that I don't have to stay in a situation that I don't like. I remember Annie Downs telling me once, I'm a grown woman, and if I want to leave a situation, I'm going to get up and I'm going to leave the situation. And I think that's so powerful and so important to remember that we have agency, that God gave us volition. We have the ability to make choices. And as grown women, we are able to set boundaries and say, I'm not okay with this, or I'm okay with this. And I absolutely do not have to stay in this situation if you're going to treat me like this. And we just have to practice doing that. We have to practice because then we're going to build the muscles that we need to keep doing the true and good thing, which sometimes is walking away or telling, you know, telling the truth straight up, even if we don't like confrontation. Uh, We can do that. We are grown women, and we are able to do that, and it's really important that we learn to do it. Um, Not only will we build that muscle, but we will learn that it does not kill us, that somebody's approval or disapproval of us is not going to kill us. We're actually okay if somebody calls us names, um, and we can go, you know what, Number one, I'm not going to let you do that to me anymore. But number two, it's not going to affect me anymore. Or or maybe it does make me sad or angry. But you know what? I'm not going to give you the authority over my life to affect me that deeply anymore. You don't get to have that. You don't have permission to speak into my heart that way. And so you will get a thicker skin. And when I say that, I'm not talking about a thicker heart. We want a tender heart and thick skin. Okay. So now, boundaries. This is going to be so personal for you um, because you're the only one who is going to be setting these boundaries. You're the only one who knows what is realistic. So what boundaries can you realistically set for now? And I say for now because uh, things might change, you know, uh, this doesn't have to be a once and done boundary. You can move your boundary as you see fit. Um, and so I want you to think what boundary, what am I okay with? What am I not okay with? Can I realistically, what is realistic for you? Because realistic for you maybe isn't realistic for me. Sometimes you have to baby step into boundaries. It can be really difficult if you're not used to it. Or if you've built that boundary muscle, you're like a pro and you have no problem setting boundaries. Cause I guarantee you will build a boundary muscle you will get stronger. Um, So what boundaries can I realistically set for now? 
what do I need to do now? Um, and I would say if you are somebody with kids, that's pretty immediate because you don't want to put your kids in a harmful situation. And so you've got to be willing to set the boundaries for your children because they cannot set them themselves. You can be teaching them how to, but they're kids. So you have to set boundaries for them. So if you walk in a situation where somebody is cruel or unkind or verbally or physically abusive in any way, that's on you to set a boundary. But you're going to have a harder time setting that boundary if you haven't already first dealt honestly with the truth of whatever that abuse might be, uh, verbal, physical, physical, whatever it is. And so you need to deal honestly with the truth of what has happened in family, and then you're going to have to set the boundaries for your kids. So I'm not going to go let uh, so-and-so go play with little cousin so-and-so upstairs to the door closed. That's not happening. We're not doing that. I don't care how many times my parents make fun of me and say it's no big deal. Uh, you need to set the boundaries for your kids because they, they are not able to do that. And so you need to do that. Um, if you're not setting a boundary, or if right now you're thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot possibly set that boundary because then they'll say this about me, or I'm not a good Christian, or I'm trying to ruin Christmas, or I'm whatever it is, they'll mock me, or they won't include me, or I don't know, whatever it is. There's so much fear behind not setting boundaries. So here's the question that you need to ask yourself. What am I getting by not setting this boundary? What am I getting by not setting this boundary? Am I just keeping the peace? Am I making sure that, hey, if I just play by their rules and let them do what they want, then I'm going to get an inheritance when they die? Uh, am I getting a sense of uh, being included in the family and not excluded? Uh, am I getting safety, relationship, a sense of peace, money? What is it that I'm getting? And then you're going to have to honestly grapple with, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Uh, can I really do this? Is this really what I want? Is this what I want to teach my kids? What am I getting? And can I, can I live without it? Um, you're going to have to wrestle that out. It's very, very personal. Um, but you, knew, you do need to think through that because if you're going to be the grown woman that you are, you need to make these decisions clearly and rationally. Yes, I understand that I am letting my dad call my kid awful names because if I do that, then I know that when they die, I'll get an inheritance. And if I rock the boat and confront my dad, they'll take away my inheritance. I'm just, you know, making stuff up here. So you need to be clear-headed about your decisions or say, you know what, I'm, that's, I'm, that's not worth it for me. You don't get to talk to my kid that way. I love you. I'm sorry. But if you're going to talk like that, we cannot be a part of family gatherings. Um, here's another one. A lot of times we get manipulated. <laughs> gaslit, guilted um, into doing certain things. Um, and so I just want to encourage you that if your family decides, um, hey, we only want to see family for this many hours on a day, or we're going to take this year off, or we just want to do every other year, you're going to have to practice letting their response just not dictate what you're choosing to do. So, th so your family might be really angry at you because you don't want to get together Christmas morning. And you're just going to have to learn how to be okay with that. You're going to have to learn to be okay with people being angry at you. Um, as long as you're being kind and honest, like you're with your family now, your immediate family. And if you decide, I don't want, uh, we want to be in our home Christmas morning, then you just have to be upfront and say, we love you. It's not against you, but this is what we want to do. And then you don't have to keep explaining yourself. You're just going to have to entrust them to God. 
And you need to do what you need to do with your family. And again, all of this takes practice. And if you're somebody who has family, let's say you have a, a son and a daughter-in-law, and they say, hey, we want to just uh, not get together for any family gathering this year, or we, um, I know we're in COVID, so it's like a whole other thing. Uh, but whatever, you're hurt by something. Don't manipulate them. Don't make them feel bad. Just say okay and then take your tears and your sadness or your anger and take it to the Lord because it's only going to hurt the relationship if you try and guilt them or make it worse. You need to trust their family, trust that they're figuring out their own formulas and their own ways, and then take your hurt and everything else to the Lord. He will take care of you, Um, but it's very easy to manipulate, and we don't want to be people who manipulate. We want to be people who offer freedom, and so... um, Okay, so uh, we're getting to the end here. Um, Support. Who can support you as you're making these decisions? Do you have a spouse who can support you? Uh, Do you have a best friend? Do you have a therapist? Do you, you know, do you have a community group, a church group? Who do you have that can support you, that you can talk through this plan with? You can say, hey, this happens. Can you help me come up with a plan? Can you listen to my plan and give me suggestions? What are some blind spots I have? Am I overreacting here? What do you see in me? I think this is external or maybe it's internal. Have a support system. And so if and when things do fall apart, you can call them and say, hey, can we talk through this a minute? Because I got to go back out there with my family and I'm really struggling. Or can you pray with me right now before I have to go back out and deal with this? So make sure that you have some kind of support system. Um, Think through what that is. And if you don't have somebody, maybe for you it's taking a minute to journal down your feelings and getting them out so you don't explode them onto your the relationships and family at the gathering. <laughs> or maybe it's a book you're reading by an author that you really like and you just need to go back and read some of those words. Or maybe it's having scripture written on your arm that you can look at to remind you, like, I am safe and secure with the Lord. I'm going to be okay. Or maybe you just need to write somewhere on your arm, I'm a grown woman <laughs> and I'm going to be okay and I get to make decisions. So whatever it is, you need to find a way to have support. It's really, really important. So why are we doing all of this? Why am I even talking about making this plan? And again, your plan is really going back and thinking through all of those questions and then thinking through how you're going to handle them. Well, the point isn't just to be like stiffed armed towards the difficult people in your family. The point is, if possible, um, reconciliation. We, we, you know, you, we want family. God wants family to love each other, to get healthy, to be free emotionally and spiritually, to be healthy emotionally and spiritually, to be able to forgive one another, to be able to talk through issues. Now, that's an ideal. We don't, you know, we don't see that as much as we should, especially as believers and in families of believers. We should be able to talk through issues and love one another and forgive one another and release one another um, to make decisions. And so The goal with all of this is reconciliation. Um, We are called to a ministry of reconciliation as believers. And so we want to learn how to love people even when it hurts because it's a command of God for Christians. And God wants everybody to know him and experience his life-changing love. So that does not mean that you let people who hurt you walk all over you again. We're talking about boundaries. We're talking about being grown women who can make decisions, who can set those boundaries, who can walk away, who can confront wrongdoing. 
Um, we can do those things, but ultimately we're doing them not just to say no, but also to say, um, God is about love and God is about freedom and God is about truth. And, and I'm showing you this because I love you, because I would like to see things better. So for example, going back with my mom, she was so mad at me when I set my boundaries, you know, the whole don't throw the ball back and me hanging the phone up on her. When I would go visit her, I'd only visit for like three days and I would stay somewhere else. And uh, I didn't uh, I didn't let her talk to me anymore the way that she used to talk to me. And if she did, I would walk away or I would confront her, whichever worked in that situation at that time and whatever self-control I had. But over time, our relationship got better because she began, even though she hated the boundaries, and to be fair, I wouldn't even say she ever forgave me for setting them, but she she learned by them. And our relationship was able to be better because of it. And so there was some reconciliation because I had set boundaries in place that then allowed our relationship to flourish. And I had released her from the expectation of being a kind and loving mom. Therefore, I did not expect that from her. And so that was something I had had to repent of, expecting her to be one way when she wasn't. Um, And all of those things led towards some real work towards reconciliation, which was just an incredible God story. If you've read The Complicated Heart then you know. So keep in mind that our goal, if possible, is reconciliation. And I just, one more time want to say this is, I'm not talking about in a physically abusive relationship or something yucky. Like, um, you can have reconciliation in your own heart about that. Like, this is part of my story. God will use my story, but I don't have to let this person in. Um, okay. So, um, you can do this. You can go into this family gathering, dysfunctional or difficult relationship over Christmas. You can keep um, your eyes out. Be aware of guilt and manipulation. Don't play the game. You know, be on alert for that. You've got your plan. You're going to figure out what bothers me. Why does it bother me? Is there something I need to repent of? Is there something I need healing from? What am I okay with? What am I not okay with? What are my triggers? How am I going to handle my emotional responses? Um, How am I going to handle this situation? Um, What boundaries am I comfortable setting? What realistic boundaries can I set right now? What is the truth that I need to believe when I go into a situation? And um, what support do I have? What support do I have? So you can do this. I am excited for you. I want you to go in with your... uh, your hands open to what the Lord might do. Go in prayerful. Go in as a gr- the grown woman that you are who has the authority of God to make decisions that are good and healthy for you and your family um, with the goal, Lord willing, of reconciliation. So that's all I have for you today. Um, and I'm even just going to pray for you all real quick. Father, I just thank you for these listeners um, who need to hear this today. I thank you for the reconciliation that you've done in my own life with family, and I trust you for the areas where there hasn't been reconciliation. And I pray for these listeners, God, that you would give them courage, that you would give them strength to be honest, to acknowledge truth, um, and to remember that we are grown women um, and that we can, in fact, set boundaries. And um, would you just help us all to do that and to do it well and to do it with love and to do it with boldness. I ask for blessing over everybody listening. 
And I ask this in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Complicated Heart Podcast. If you like this podcast, if you found it helpful, please take a minute to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Reviews are how people know if they should listen or not, so your review matters. Thank you so much. If you want to know more, check out the Complicated Heart Podcast.com.